0: Before we get started, if you like what you are hearing on this podcast, please take a moment and just go rate five stars on your uh, podcast host of choice. It helps us in the algorithm. We'd really appreciate it. With that, let's just jump right into this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Castaway Consultants, where we teach future Survivor players how to play the game by criticizing current and former players. Today, we are going to be looking at the pre-merge of Survivor Panama, otherwise known as Survivor Exile Island, otherwise known as Survivor Super Idol. Season 12. Season 12. I am one of your hosts, Derek Hubechek, and I'm joined today by my fabulous co-hosts, Ryan and Josh. Hey guys, I'm
1: Ryan Stacey. I'm your resident superfan of Survivor, who knows everything there is to know about Survivor, and very little about most other things. I also do happen to know quite a lot about drinking wine in an outhouse, so you can talk to me about that as well.
2: Is that a reference from this season? It is, okay. 100%. <laughs> I am Josh Wessler. If you're new around here, uh, I've watched almost every single season of Survivor. I have three left to go, and I think I'm going to watch one soon. I'm starting to starting to get the itch for some new Survivors, so that might be happening soon here. It's almost like it should be starting sometime, or have started already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And
1: in <laughs> fact, Josh also knows quite a bit about drinking wine in an outhouse.
2: I do! <laughs> <laughs> But for uh, this specific season, season 12, uh, I actually found uh, when I watched it the first time, I watched it January 2017, so three and a half years ago. Yeah. Almost four. Almost four, yeah. yeah. As of the recording of this podcast, actually closer to four yeah. than anything. A while ago, but I don't actually remember a whole lot from this, just like event-wise, but I do remember quite a few Characters mm-hmm. from this Which we'll season. get
1: to. But Josh is a memorability consultant. He judges the season on how memorable it is.
0: And he watches the first episode, the merge episode, and the finale. So for the purposes of this podcast, he has watched the opener with us. Yes. Um, and then lastly, yep, this was Derek. I opened up. I have never seen this season before. And going into it, I did not know what I did not know. So it was kind of a clean slate. I will say, going through the opening crawl, there were four characters that I knew immediately just from either being returning players or just from notoriety or what have you. I will save all of that for later so that we can give you a spoiler, uh, spoiler alert, but... I'm, I'm excited to get into this. Yeah, before we get into any uh,
1: spoilers, the uh, point of this podcast is we watch Survivor so you don't have to. We get your busy people working from home. Maybe you do have time to watch every single season of Survivor, which we recommend. But if you don't, that's what we're here for. We're here to tell you which seasons, if you can only watch a few, which ones should you watch? Is it must-watch Survivor? So, we're, we're through the pre-merge of Survivor 12. Is Survivor Panama must-watch Survivor?
0: No, it's it's not. There are some new mechanics to the game. There are some interesting people. But I would make an argument that all of those interesting people are still around going into the, the post-merge. So I almost want to wait to see what happens with that to try and tell anyone whether or not this is worth it. I'm, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts and, and your thoughts since you've both seen this.
1: I, I would kind of agree with you, Derek. The thing with the season is the the two tribes, one of them I find extremely boring. The other tribe is one of my all-time favorites. So, But there isn't a ton of like great strategy in the pre-merge. It's all either basic strategy we've seen before, or it's just complete lunacy. Is it entertaining? Highly. But I think if we were just judging off the pre-merge, I would not say this is must-watch Survivor, but it's one where it's like, okay, but we need to see how it plays out. So this is kind of, I think out of every season we watched so far, I think this is the one where I'd have to say, stay tuned the most to Ooh. see what happens next Ooh. Uh, because the the setup here we have a big explosive here and someone has lit the fuse will it be a satisfying explosion we'll see
0: it could it might not i'm I'm really glad i feel validated that you agree with me on this ryan because it, it does feel like we're just going to get a direct sequel to the prequel that we just watched. So I'm excited.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to agree that it's not must-watch Survivor. Like I mentioned before, I remember this season, but I don't really remember the events of it. I remember it for a couple of the characters and the fact that they completely reverse the rules of the idol here. But I don't think that that's enough to make it must-watch Survivor. I would recommend it. Like most seasons, but if we're really coming down on what should be must watch, I I don't think this is it.
1: All right. Well, from here on out, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, get it gone. You've been warned in three, two, one.
0: All right. So yeah, there were definitely a a couple characters in survivor mythos that I recognize. So just getting this out of the way, I know Suri Fields. I know Terry Dietz. I know Shane Powers and I know Aris. All of these characters I have seen play again because, again, I have seen seasons 28 and onward. 27 and onward. Or, sorry, 27, you remember better than I do. Uh, so I I was perfectly aware of all of them and, and the, the history that comes with them. They all originated in 12, and I did not know this.
1: Yeah, um,
2: 12 has kind of some stacked uh, people. Yeah. Even if you're, like, thinking about the cast being stacked, this is one of the highest amount of number of just people in the cast that i remembered yep looking at just photos of them going in i think it's tied for one of the top
1: yeah i, I guess I, I don't know your record uh but it's up this is one of the better ones josh remembered four out of the 16
2: i think he got four or five
0: from borneo yeah and which, i think that was like the next closest yeah, yeah so, this so, so it's
2: in the upper upper tier for just like notable faces that you're gonna you're gonna end up remembering whether it's from people coming back or just ones that you can't forget yep some notoriety. Yep. We keep using that word. <laughs> yeah.
1: And everyone know here who's seen it knows exactly who we're talking about, <laughs> which we'll get to. Uh, but yeah, this is a fun cast, especially on, on a particular tribe, the Kasaya tribe. Let me know so much. But uh, yeah, Josh got four out of 16. I'm proud of him. So just a reminder of the cast before we get started here. So the, the tribes originally started off in tribes of four. Four tribes of four. Young men, young women, uh, older men, older women. So starting off... With the Young Women Tribe, we have Courtney Merritt, a fire dancer from Los Angeles, Danielle DiLorenzo, a medical sales representative from Florida, even though she's clearly from Boston, uh, Misty Giles, a missile engineer from Dallas, Texas. Fun fact on Misty Giles, I know someone went to high school with her. When I lived in Los Angeles, I was hanging out uh, at this meetup for this YouTube channel I really like, Dead Meat, and uh, so we're meeting uh, the host of the, that show... And there was this guy there, and I was talking to him, and Survivor got brought up when uh, the two of us and then the host of Dead Meat, James A. Janisse, the three of us just talked about Survivor for like an hour. And it turns out this guy went to high school with Misty. So it was just like a weird fun fact. That is weird. How the hell did Survivor come up in this situation? James uh, loves Survivor. And so you brought it up. No, I don't think I brought it I don't remember if I brought it up. I can't remember who brought it up. He might have been tweeting about it. And I mentioned uh-huh. it. And then I know everything there is to know. And so I, the guy who went to high school with Misty didn't know what place uh, she got. And I, and I mentioned the exact placement. And James is just like, how the hell did you know it? I'm like, I can name everyone who's ever been voted out of Survivor in Order. And he turns to his uh, girlfriend. And he's like, Chelsea, you got to hear what this guy's going to say.
2: <laughs> this is just the happiest Ryan's ever been.
1: <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, just a weird... Um, one degree of separation between me and uh, misty and that's not the only one there is uh i have a a, like two other random connections to random survivors we're gonna we're gonna come across in the future Hmm. a one who i've seen in person i didn't talk to him and then one um i'm gonna i'm gonna save that one because that one's kind of funny okay but yeah there's two more coming up
0: i have a connection with a survivor player
1: yes you do i don't think josh does probably not for josh outside of twitter maybe (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that was Misty. And then finally, we have Sally Schumann, a social worker from Chicago. What? She's actually from Minnesota originally. She's from Duluth, I believe. Um, And then she went to college right next to where I grew up, which is, and I have a couple of friends who went to the same school. So just kind of like weird. She's like our first Minnesotan because she's got the accent. Where did she go again? Was it Bethel?
0: Bethel. Yep. yep.
1: She's got a Minnesota accent and it just kind of bugs me that like she just moved to Chicago, I think, at when she, uh, when she got on Survivor. And it's like, no, okay, yeah, she's from Illinois on the show, but she's from Minnesota.
0: Okay? Give us credit. Yeah. We
1: don't have many. <laughs> we don't have any at this point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't obvious, uh, we are based out of Minnesota, North Dakota area. Yeah,
1: We're all originally from Minnesota. All right, so that's the Young Women Tribe, the Older Women Tribe. We have Sarie Fields, a nurse from South Carolina. Melinda Hyder, a singer-slash-entertainer from Tennessee. Ruth Marie Millman, a property developer from South Carolina. And Tina Shear, a lumberjill Jill from Wisconsin. Ooh. All right, now for the older men. We have Bruce Kanagai, an art teacher from California. Dan Barry, an astronaut from Massachusetts. Shane Powers, a marketing executive from LA. And Terry Dietz, a pilot from Connecticut. And finally, the young man tribe. Young man. <laughs> Uh, we have Arish Pushkowskis, a yoga instructor from California. Austin Cardi, a writer from North Carolina, Bobby Mason, aka Bob Dog, an attorney from Los Angeles. That's hilarious that he's an attorney. And Nick Stanbury, a financial sales executive from Arizona. That's our cast. We're yeah. sticking to it. That's our cast, we're sticking to it. That's our sixteen. Are uh, you guys ready to jump into the episodes? Let's go episode one the first exile all of our tribes arrive on this season's new twist i I guess we saw it in palau exile island it's going to be a season-long twist this time uh people are going to get sent to this little island but there's a clue here to a hidden immunity idol and the idol rules have been changed now we're on the super idol we've Last season's was kind of a little easy. We're going to go to the complete opposite direction and make this thing overpowered as hell.
2: Yeah, just a huge overcorrection on Survivor's part.
1: Yeah, this will last for two seasons before we finally get a regular idol. But basically how it works is after the votes have been counted. All right, Josh, you've received five votes and I've received four votes. We all know it. Josh is going home. Oh, no, Josh is the super idol. None of those five votes count. I'm going home instead.
0: Ha <laughs> ha. So basically you can't get voted out. <laughs> Like this thing goes zero to 100, not zero. It like, it does something it's usable, but it was basically just find an immunity necklace. It it didn't change the game really. Nope. Now we're getting to the point where it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's interesting to watch it develop in, yep. not in real time, but over, over time. They're figuring it out. They're figuring yes. it out.
1: You know, I, it's like, I always say with survivor, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fine with new twists. And as long as if, if it doesn't quite work that they're trying to correct it, I'm fine. Yep. They're trying to correct it. They're going to mess up, but they're going to get it right eventually.
2: Yep. Yeah. It's like watching Survivor learn how to walk.
1: Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, first time, they kind of fell over this time. They're running. They're, oh, no, nope, they just ran into uh, uh, a the, coffee the, table. The Iron Man
0: <laughs> quote, sometimes you got to run before you can walk. Exactly. So, so first they were crawling, and then just dead sprint. <laughs> <There> <laughs> <is> middle ground. <laughs>
1: Uh, So there's a super idol hidden on Exile Island. We're going to start off with a hero reward challenge where one person from each tribe is going to compete. The losing tribe, one of those four, is going to have to stay on Exile Island. For the young woman, Danielle Double D loses it. Uh, Her name is Danielle DiLorenzo, D-D. That's why her name is Double D. There's no other reason. Good old Double D. Danielle does volunteer to stay on Exile Island because she lost the challenge. Um it's kind of a luck-based challenge, by the way, so kind of yeah, sucks.
0: Yeah, and who were our other heroes? It was Terry, Austin, uh, Austin. and Ruth Marie. Ruth and program. Ruth Marie, yep. But
1: the other girls are like, no, no, you ran the challenge. One of us will stay. Bro, if she's saying she st- she'll stay because she Let screwed up. Let her stay. Let her stay. That's the price you pay for running a hero challenge.
0: But because we're going to try and be as fair as we can, we're going to do an old Rochambeau tournament, rock, paper, scissors. And Misty ends up losing, so she stays in exile. Does not find the super idol.
2: Yeah, and you could say that it's good to stay behind here because there's the idol. I mean, that argument actually might be even a little stronger for this season just because it's a super idol. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you actually are protected. But I mean, these are just crucial days. Like you need to be around camp and talking to, especially when there's only three other people. You need to be around them right now.
1: Strong connections and alliances are more important than any idol.
0: Well, and, and not to really dig into physical stereotypes, but I mean, the young women's tribe already just lost a challenge. And if the first challenge for immunity is physical, they are at just a biological disadvantage. So it means those social connections are way more important. Everyone not named Danielle should have allowed Danielle to stay on that island. I I get trying to be fair and trying to be diplomatic and, and democratic, I guess. But this just doesn't make sense, because that's not what Survivor really is. Survivor's not fair. Survivor's not fair, so stop trying to be fair. Yeah.
1: So, on the older women tribe, Tina kind of takes over as leader right away, and this will end well for her. Yeah, Tina Tina the Lumberjill. Tina the Lumberjill. Derek was very offended that she dared be on the season, because there's only one Tina in his eyes.
0: Yeah, there is only one Tina. Season 2 Tina is far superior in every way. (laughs) There should only ever be one Tina on Survivor. The name should be retired. Retired thing. And, and put hang it up in the stadium. And then Sari, we find out, is scared
1: of leaves. She's never really done anything outdoors in her life. She's scared of picking up leaves because there might be something living underneath it. I mean, that's a fair thing to think. Don't say it out loud, because it kinda pisses off
0: Tina. It, it pisses off Tina, but it doesn't seem to make anybody else angry. So like I I understand like keeping it in, but Sari knows that she needs to make social bonds, and she's kind of a master at this we just don't know it yet yeah. so like ideally yeah try and keep you know this a little bit hidden and maybe tell the confessional you know say it in the confessional like david wright i am scared of the ocean and the outdoors and lightning and bugs and snakes and, and leaves fish and leaves so not great but Suri. i love Suri's Siri. great on the young
1: Men tribe aris is a yogi weirdo and that's his edit that's the edit it's that's this, the tweet this this tribe is kind of incompetent but ours is just trying to like get everyone's energy up by doing a yogi thing. I have no idea what this is.
0: Like they're 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 touching they're I don't even know. They're not touching at all, but they're putting their hands near each other. Yeah, and then like when you feel it, really focus on what you want to accomplish. Okay. This is not
1: 2020. Uh yoga was not as embraced as it is today in uh, back
0: when this episode was filmed. Don't do this stuff in 2005 or whatever it was. I think it, You got to feel it out, um, but just know that people might be like, hey, that's kind of weird. So as long as you're not pushy with it, I guess you're fine. Yeah, you
2: want to come across as just like a quirk
0: rather than something that's really weird. A quirk, not an obsession. Yeah.
1: On
2: the Young Women Tribe,
1: Courtney and Danielle are very indecisive about where to build their shelter, which annoys Sally, but she keeps it to herself. She doesn't like get like mad at them.
0: Good (laughs) move. Get mad to the confessional camera.
1: And then they find a dead sea turtle and Courtney gets really weird about it. She's like, it's part of the earth. It's like a sign and just starts going on a bunch of hippy dippy weirdo- weirdness in this this season, mostly from Courtney, a little bit from Aris, but Courtney's a weirdo.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was it was odd. I mean, I think she took some seashells and created like a heart around the dead sea turtle. And I'm like, guys, if you ever find me dead on the beach, I'm not sure if I want you to surround my body with seashells. Or just roll me into the ocean for the sharks. Like it feed me to the sharks. It's an easy answer. <laughs> Make sure I'm dead first, though. So, yeah. Fun fact:
1: I don't like hippies. They piss me off. God, damn hippies! God, damn. <laughs>
0: so you love the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Uh,
1: that, that movie was terrifying because it it uh, it uh, checked uh, every uh, confirmed all my biases about hippies. <laughs> um, I do not like hippies, and Courtney is the biggest hippie, except for maybe Scout ever on Survivor. Yeah. I couldn't stand living with Courtney. I oh, like out of if you had to rank all the players from uh, most likely to get under my skin to least likely, Courtney might be number one. Definitely top three as most likely to to annoy me and get under my skin. On the old men tribe, uh, Dan and Terry make an alliance. Similar backgrounds. Uh, Terry is a fighter pilot. Dan is an astronaut. So they fly at altitudes. Uh, yeah. So th- they get along. <laughs> I-, I think they're very similar guys. Yeah. Um, so they make a pretty tight alliance. And meanwhile, Shane has just given up smoking yesterday. He's losing his mind. Great he, idea. Not just smoking,
2: he was smoking three packs a day. That's insane. Yeah, we tell people to uh, prep for some things on Survivor, like learning how to make fire and making sure that you're uh, well acclimated to just a weird diet. Practice some balance. Maybe don't quit smoking by going out here. Maybe try uh, quitting smoking 30 days before. Or at least weaning yourself off
1: of it partially. Get yourself down to one pack a day.
0: So I I have two points on this. One, because I mean, not to spoil anything, but I don't think Shane comes back or at least not to anything that I've seen. So 27 on, he's not back. So I know Shane just because I know Shane. I put in a Survivor audition tape every six months. And so sometimes I'll go and look at old audition tapes that were used and accepted. that got people noticed. Almost always the top of the search queue is Shane Powers in his dark living room going, I got one reason why I won't win Survivor. And then he just holds up like a pack of cigarettes or something like that. So this was exactly what he wanted. This is what he told the producers. This was how he sold his participation. I will go through nicotine withdrawals on camera in front of the nation for you. Entertainment. (laughs) And we get it. Like, congratulations. You made it on Survivor. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) I'd like to say the hard part is over. It's not. (laughs) It's not. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, Shane starts losing his mind and that's that's the best part of uh, the pre merge for me is just Shane's lunacy. So we get to the immunity challenge. The older women lose but it's actually fairly close with the younger men which is kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. But Melinda's kind of standing around and not helping much which is not great. Mm-hmm. So the older women are going to trouble council. Tina's been spending a lot of time by herself not really connecting with the tribe and everybody else is kind of like talking about her behind her back. You know that classic survivor stuff. Rich is a really good move on their part. Unfortunately when you do this Sometimes it's going to be a, not a great look because Tina's son has recently passed away. Uh, she was originally supposed to be on Survivor Guatemala the previous season. Then her son died. And the producers were like, hey, take as much time as you need. You have a you have a spot available. Whenever you want to come and be on the show, if you think it'll help, you have it. And she wanted to come back the next season. So she's been, you know, writing her son's name in the sand and kind of, you know, pondering all of this, this horrible thing that happened to her. So as the others are scheming and plotting to get her out because she's not connecting with them, they show us this horrible thing that and makes you like...
0: No. And, and And it is such a bummer for Tina. But I think that this is actually one of the most perfect illustrations of the game of Survivor where perception is reality. It looks like you're distancing yourself because, you know, you think you're working harder than everyone or you think you're better than everyone or people can't keep up with you. But it was actually a very poignant, very real human reason. But that doesn't matter. That matters exactly zero. And that is a bummer.
1: And it's a reality check for anyone who wants to go on the show. This is the game. You know, watch this episode and you will understand. Survivor is about the social connections, but the game itself doesn't care what you've been through.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. And and it's not like she... Uh, uh, like, just your quick reaction makes you want to say, maybe you shouldn't have gone on the show right, like, this soon. But... It's not like that was dragging her down or anything. Like, this was just her personality. Like, the hard-working attitude was her personality, and she was just taking a little bit of time to go reflect on the stuff that had happened. If she had waited a year or two years, she probably would do the exact same thing. Uh, She'd probably go out and reflect and just remember her son, and this exact same thing probably would happen anyways. But I think
0: 99
1: times out of 100, you're not going to be in a tribe with Sheree Fields. True.
0: You're not gonna be on a tribe with Sari. You're not gonna be on a tribe of four made up of entirely old women. We talked about this immediately after the episode with Tina because spoiler, Tina does end up going home because Sari is masterful and Tina isn't so good to her tribe mates and tribal council by And a- we're on a tribe of four. And we're on a tribe of four. This is the only time this will ever happen. Any other season, Tina would not be the first boot. This Absolutely was not. A perfect
1: storm of unfortunate for Tina. Absolutely. Just Tina also finds a fish on the beach, which is still alive. She brings it and catches it. And she's like, yeah, I caught it with my bare hands. Okay,
2: I'm not voting her out. <laughs> she caught a fish with her bare hands. In all reality, there is no reason for Tina to be going home here. I don't, I don't care who you have on the tribe. She should not be going home.
1: She's the strongest one. She can catch a fish with the bare hands, apparently. Keep that lot going. Mm-hmm.
2: She's a really hard worker. Yeah. She doesn't have the bonds, but she shouldn't be going at this early stage. Not scared of leaves. Not scared of leaves. And I would assume that you would have someone who would, and maybe this is an argument against just keeping her for all these reasons, but with having a tribe of four, four different tribes of four here, there's gonna be a tribe swap at some point. You're just going to have to try to predict whether it's going to be earlier or later. And if you think that it's going to be earlier because these tribes are so small, well, maybe you do just group up in smaller groups with the people who you are closest to. And that is why I'm
0: okay with the move. I think that if you're if you're the other three and you just kind of, and you, and like, let's say you feel solid in a group of two within that group of three. And we know that they all three probably felt that way. I bet they all thought that they were best friends with Suri. So Sari was the only one sitting pretty after this vote, right? Maybe it
1: could have been maybe <laughs> T- maybe Melinda. Yeah, sure, and,
0: and, that, and that, that's true. That's true. Get rid of the person who is kind of an outcast socially, and then let the survivor twists play into you. Because, like Josh said, there's no way that they don't do some kind of tribe swap after one tribe gets down to probably two. Granted, season ten would prove us wrong. It's a perfectly fine first vote unifying. Based on social game and it's a risk to get rid of your strongest, but
1: And Sari ends up like she she cleans the fish to prove they don't need Tina, which I don't think proves they don't need Tina. Um <laughs> yeah. catch a fish. Catch first. a fish Suri. but it's gonna be three votes for Tina, one vote Sari. I do think on paper it should have been Sari, but Sari's got such a good social game that she flips it over on Tina.
0: Yeah, I was going to say on paper, I would say flip a coin between Melinda and Suri because at least Suri was giving a little bit more effort into the challenge based on what we saw, which again is a limited amount. Sure.
1: Josh, what do you got for best
2: player? I'm just going to keep it on this tribe and go with Suri, mostly just because she should have been going home here. There's no reason to keep her around, and it really was just her great social side that Kept around. They, they built together this group of three. Uh, hopefully it sticks together and isn't going to be an issue. But if they are able to stick together, this could be a pretty solid three. I actually went to a completely different
0: tribe and really read between the lines. I actually went with Terry, which fe- felt like a little bit of a low-hanging fruit uh, because he was your classic Tom Westman, Rupert-style pick. But he was the only one to end up with a bona fide alliance. He won the Hero Challenge for his tribe, and he's on a tribe that, I mean, aside from Shane being a little confrontational in the first episode, we don't really see a lot. That tribe is very well-functioning. And if you've got a tribe of four old men where loyalty is a huge thing, you have a strong bond going forward. He seemed to be the strongest of the four, so I went Terry.
1: I'm going to agree with Josh and say it's three. Huzzah! Uh, just because she should have been going home and she manipulated it, so she wasn't. Worst player, who you got, Josh? Yeah,
2: this is a little bit of a weird one just because it, it still tells the line of whether or not it was the right move to, cur- to keep suri over Tina. I don't think that you can predict having tribe swap in the very next episode, so I think I'm going to keep it to this tribe here and say that it was actually the wrong move, and because of that, I'm going to say that it's Melinda. It Essentially, just comes down to not Surree on that tribe. So either Melinda or Ruth Marie and Ruth Marie did a better job during that initial challenge. For my worst, I, uh, I went in a different direction. <laughs> Fancy
0: that. I actually said Misty uh, for a very specific reason. One, uh, she was on the Young Women's Tribe and did not force Danielle to stay on Exile Island. So right off in the beginning. And then she is the uh, the opposite of a benefactor. But she she is the loser from uh, the Rochambeau tournament. So now she's exiled socially. And then comes up with this brilliant plan after failing to find the Super Idol that she's going to fool everybody into thinking she has the Super Idol. Yeah, if everyone thinks you have a Super Idol, why not just flush it so i i just i hate the fact that she was immediately like i'm gonna fool everybody into thinking that i have it here's the thing with that though you flush that idol that's fine but somebody else is going home because
1: you played after the vote it's not like you can play it you can't blindside her
0: I understand, but the fact that she didn't find it and there are going to be more people going to exile, if they end up finding the idol, then they'll know that she's a liar, but then they can still throw the heat on her. Like, yeah, I wasn't able to find it, but I did find that somebody dug it up. So there's just so many different ways this can get played against her, and I don't like her choice to to pretend
2: that she has it.
1: Maybe, maybe, Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, Melinda.
2: (laughs) I I, I will give Missy a dishonorable mention here. I did not like that she did that. It it seemed way too aggressive the first time. Uh, And if you're going to do it, just be a lot more subtle about it it was way too obvious that she was faking it sure So let's get into some winner picks before
0: we move on to the next episode uh derek why don't you go ahead and tell us who your winner pick is yeah you guys i don't know if you could hear ryan smiling through his freaking microphone this episode was another one that there was no great confessional there there are four tribes and so if they swap quickly from here, who knows what's going to happen? So I just went with the most positive edit in the fide Alliance, which gave me two potential players, Dan and Terry. And if I'm going to pick one of the two, I'm going to go with the one who's stronger, in my opinion, and maybe a little bit more well-equipped to play the game. Dan seemed too nice for Survivor. I ended up with the Tom Westman pick of the Survivor season with Terry Dietz nullifying everything that I said about the first 11 seasons of the show where I would never pick the Tom or the Rupert Sarge of the season play it back (laughs) so yeah yeah insert cut here of every time Derek has said I'll never make this pick but man this episode leaves leaves me longing there's not a lot here for edit so Terry's what it is Terry is the best pick Based on one episode, I'm sticking with it. Leave me alone. I'm gonna go cry. I'm never really gonna
1: leave you alone. I will never let you live this one down. It's Gary Terry. <laughs> uh, the best moment of doing this project, this Castaway Consultants project, was when Derek picked Terry. That's been my favorite moment of this whole thing. Makes me so happy. Josh, who did you pick for your winner pick?
2: Uh, I, I fell along the same lines as Derek here. There, there was nothing to grasp onto here. The only people I narrowed it down to were uh, Seree, Double D, Misty, uh, and then Dan and Terry. Sorry, I think Suri is just going to be like a good story, and she's not actually going to end up winning. There, there wasn't enough on the young woman's tribe for me to uh, actually end up landing on other. You didn't want uh, Courtney? Uh, no, no, I do not. Uh, I'd rather, I'd rather pick the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, that narrows me down to uh, Terry and Dan. Unlike Derek, I'm going to stick to my guns here and basically still not be totally comfortable yet with picking this. Just stereotype of a person in Terry. Plus, Dan was the one who actually initiated the conversation of an alliance between the two of them in this episode. So, uh, that makes me feel uh, good about Dan. It's Yeah, I agree with Derek that it's a risk that he seems like he's too nice for a survivor. But I think that is basically nullified against the stereotypical Rupert, Terry, Andrew Savage pick. So... At that point, I think it's about a toss-up, so I'm going to side with the person who initiated the alliance. So, Dan. I'm allowed to evolve. Yeah, totally. I'm
0: allowed to change and evolve. It just means I have to eat my old words. Yep, and it's great, and I love it. I agreed with Josh. I ended up
1: picking Dan. um, And my picture based off who I picked when I was a kid when I first watched the show, and Dan was who I picked when I was a kid. Mostly because he was an astronaut. And I thought that was cool. But now as an adult, I, I stand by the pick for different reasons. While I still think being an astronaut is cool. I agree with everything Josh said about he, you know, he and Terry were definitely the two best for sure. Terry is the Tom pick. Not everyone could be Tom Westman. So I went with the guy who, you know, I I, I evolved and went the opposite direction. I didn't make the this. This is pick.
0: fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I, because I was so excited to talk about the fact that I had to eat my own words, I didn't really talk about some of my other finalists that sure. I had. So I noted that Suri had the first confessional. Uh, But just going through that episode, based on how those tribes were structured, I didn't want to pick Suri. Misty had a ton of camera time on and off Exile, but I focused on the fact that she was the first person on Exile, so that might have been edit by circumstance and didn't want to read too much into it and also went to a young woman's tribe where the only viable pick, in my opinion, would be Sally, just because she was kind of the sane person on that tribe or like that she got the sane quote-unquote edit. And then going to the young man's tribe, the only person who had some semblance of a sane man edit, I guess, like Austin and Nick both kind of had a sane confessional. Aris was just a goofy yogi. And then, uh, uh, Bob dog gave us the beefcake confessional. He was like, yeah, Rob Dogg the beefcake was, cake tribe. he was there, you know, but he, he's he, a charter member
1: of the beefcake tribe.
0: Yeah. He's a charter member of the beefcake tribe, which is, I, I probably the best quote from episode one, uh, oh, yeah. but not worthy of a winner pick. Probably not. Um, if you want to go throw $5 down on Vegas for someone to win and you really want to make some money, sure, take your 300 to 1 odds and run.
1: <laughs> episode two, Breakdown. We get a tribe dissolve. We're going down to two tribes, the Kasaya tribe and the Lamina tribe.
0: Further adding to how unlucky Tina
1: was. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so I- I'll go ahead and read the new tribes off. First, we get our Kasaya tribe. We get Aris, Bob Dog, Suri courtney danielle melinda and shane um and then the lamina tribe we get austin dan misty nick ruth marie sally and terry
0: and these tribes were very shades of season 10 where it was one person picks the first person which is the opposite gender and then you just go down the line
1: yeah kind of schoolyard pick yeah and that leaves bruce as not being picked Uh right, so he's sent to exile island and he's going to join the losing tribe. And he's there for three days. Yeah, he's there for a while. Bruh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> a, lot,
1: a lot of time to find the idol,
0: which he's not going to find. Which he's not going to find. Does he get an extra clue?
1: Yeah, yeah. Every time someone goes, they get an additional clue. And they get, like, a map of the island. And, like, zones are scribbled out like it's not here.
2: Don't- so the first clue was basically nothing. There was no, there was hardly a clue. It was, it was the, the like, second one at least a little bit The better? first
1: clue had the first had the word y in it and that was the big thing because it's underneath a y-shaped tree it's at the base of a y-shaped tree right and i can't remember what the second clue was trash clue.
0: i don't think they even really tell us what it is with bruce but then they show us a great yeah. shot of the map later i think oh
1: i think with bruce i think it was above the, the tide line yeah yep yep that's right so it's not underwater, which you know they have they do hide underwater idols so yes uh that does help So on Nukasaya, Sari and Melinda, the two older women on their tribe, they immediately feel on the outs because everyone else in the tribe was on the young tribe with the exception of Shane, but Shane has always felt young at heart. So they're all going to get along much better for about five minutes before they all want to kill
0: each other. Yep, just like me and my younger brother when we were five.
1: (laughs) So right away, Shane, Danielle, Courtney, and Aris all form an alliance. Boy, you form an alliance within 30 seconds of getting to know somebody, I mean... Yeah, it might protect you for a little bit, but you did not get enough time to really know somebody, and they're going to regret this. <laughs> These, oh my god, this this in, this foursome is just a bunch of loony ticks.
0: Yeah, you can throw the surprise Pikachu face at all of them when this whole thing just starts to crumble at the base.
1: Immediately after forming the alliance, Shane threatens to kill anyone who betrays him. Red flag! Red flag! Yep, and Shane looks like the guy who do yeah. might actually do that. Well, and then
0: everyone's like, giggle, giggle, and he's like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> What have you done? Is that secretly a great move? <laughs> Hide the <and> machetes.
1: <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> Meanwhile Lamina, the men, Austin, Nick, Terry, and Dan all form an alliance. But then Sally approaches Austin about forming an alliance with Nick and Misty, so Austin and Nick are in the middle of uh, two groups and Earth Marie's just off doing something else. <laughs> mm. But uh, good good for Austin and Nick. They're in a really good spot. They can kind of pick and choose where they want to go. Correct. And yeah, keep playing both sides until you have to make a choice. Right. They end up winning Fishing Gear in the reward challenge, and then Sally immediately loses it, and it goes to the bottom of the ocean and is never seen again. Yeah. <laughs> More
0: <laughs> Shades of Season 10, except even a dolphin trainer isn't going to be able to get this spear
1: nope. back for you. Uh, the waters are much darker here. They can't find it any. It's gone.
0: Whoops. Uh, Maybe practice with the Hawaiian sling in shallow water.
1: Just a thought. Lamina ends up winning immunity thanks to Terry because Terry is the Tom Westman. He is a beast. Beast mode Terry. Uh, So is going to tribal council and Shane immediately wants to quit. Shane gets back. He's like, I think I'm done. Oh boy. (laughs) And so it begins... So, Aris manages to talk him out of it, but everyone else knows that Shane wants to quit at this point. And And keep in
0: mind, like, even Courtney and and Danielle are also, like, talking him out of it. Like, come on, man. You know, you're not just, you know, this isn't just about you. You're leaving us high and dry, too. Really hamming it up for the camera. They should let him go. Yes. (laughs) They don't
1: even know how badly they should let him go.
0: One, because this is an opportunity not to die.
1: Yep.
2: Potentially.
1: Everyone knows Shane wants to give it out. And then Aris manages to convince Shane to change his mind. At least stay for a little bit longer. At least one more vote. And they end up having an open forum led by Aris and Shane, saying that Mer- Melinda and Saree will be the next two to go. Great idea. And Shane's just like, I really don't care. One of you two's go first. One of you, the other ones go next. Doesn't matter to me. And it's just kind of rude, <laughs> both from Aris and Shane. And everybody's just like, What
0: the hell? Why would you say that? And like, this is an awful move by Shane. But I think it's a worse move for Aris. Yeah, because like Shane is digging this hole. But, like, Aris is, like, leaning over the edge with, like, a 40-pound weight hanging off his chest, just asking to get dragged in. Like, you have no business getting Shane out of his own hole. You're fine. And then your big plan to get him out of the hole is an open forum discussion where you say, first you're gone, and then you're gone, and then we're all gone.
2: Why? This is a
0: horrible plan.
1: Aris, what the hell? What? (laughs) Shane, I'm going to make the worst move of the episode. Aris,
2: Oh my dear. <laughs> and this is the entertainment aspect of it. It it is just filled with terrible gameplay. Oh, I love it. But man, it's, is it is entertaining and it is still fresh enough to where I was not 4 years ago, I was not annoyed, just the my entire body was not annoyed yet <laughs> with Shane Powers. So like this was still funny to me for now. For now. <laughs> um, it ends soon. Yeah, this tribe is a bunch of lunatics
1: and Melinda and Ceri. And uh, Ceri at least has interesting confessions. Melinda's kind of boring. Thank God we get rid of her first. She's going to get voted out five to two. Two votes for Shane, five votes for Melinda. say Melinda is the weakest person who's not in the alliance of four. So it's the right move for
2: now. But boy, oh boy, you have to be careful waiting in an alliance with Shane. Well, and I think that's where you balance it. Like, I, I don't think it's a concrete. Yes, it's. It's like a 90 to 95% of the time, like this is the rule to follow. But I don't think it's a concrete 100% of the time sure. rule of vote out the person, the weakest person, not in your alliance. I think it's vote out the weakest person <laughs> if they're a hindrance to your alliance.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, to me, it's all about risk mitigation, right? Most of the time. We'll say three or four days into the game or whenever this this voting takes, this might be day six. So you're six days into the game. You don't really know what's going on with people, right? At least on a typical season, you don't typically know what every person's medal is. Oftentimes, getting rid of that risk is getting rid of the risk of someone who is physically weaker than the rest. That makes sense. When you have a Shane Powers on your tribe, I'm not saying that he needs to be the next person to go, but you need to be considering the risk factor there and... I do think that it is the right move to keep him because for all his faults, he seems to be undyingly loyal when he swears on his son. And if they were able to recognize that, then it is the right move to keep him no matter how ridiculous he gets. But you never know when something like that is going to explode. So it's like just keep a watchful eye uh, and, and at arm's length if you can.
2: Yeah, I think this is a case of needing to think a little bit more long-term. This is a very short-term thinking with just looking at the next two to go. But I do think that it's overall the right move just because of how close it can be here. Sure. I don't think you wait much longer, though. I think you only do it for one vote. Yeah. And then hopefully you can pull old Brucie in here and and use him and yep. just say sayonara to, to Shane.
1: Yeah. Uh, Shane's someone to watch. You know, I, I don't, think, don't get rid of him here. Maybe it's just like he had a bad day. Maybe he'll be fine tomorrow once he gets some sleep. Maybe not. Everyone Maybe knows he not. quit smoking. Because um, his whole meltdown was just over one day in this episode. So, you know, we'll see. But it's something to consider in the future. Be wary. Keep a watchful eye on the horizon Thread when it comes lightly. to Shane. Yeah. So best part of the episode, I'm going to give to Austin because he made alliances with Nick, Dan, Terry, Misty, and Sally. He's in a great spot. I would give it to Nick as well, but Austin's one we actually saw doing the talking. Nick is just kind of not there for most of it. But uh, So I'm gonna give it to Austin.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I, I wanna just throw an honorable mention on Suri for again, being the person who didn't go home when she probably could have been the one to go home. Um, she's still around and she's going to make the best of it. I know that part of that might be hindsight, but at the time I just wrote down Suri as an honorable mention for kind of the same reason that she played so well in the first episode. But I agree that uh, Nick and Nick and Austin are 1A, 1B Yeah, with uh, the edge Austin.
1: to Austin. That's to Austin. Yep. Uh, worst player is Shane for losing his mind, wanting <laughs> to quit uh, he was also very bad in the immunity challenge for the record and then telling Melinda and Seri they are next.
0: Yeah, Shane's the worst and I'm going to all, and for all those reasons, but I don't want to throw out a dishonorable mention to Aris. Yeah. Like, dude, Shane's an anchor. You do not chain yourself to the anchor and no. drop yourself into 40 meter water like some uh, Hawaiian sling. Like, no, you have no business. No. No, if someone is drowning in the water, you throw them a life ring. You do not jump in. Nope. And that is what happened this episode. It works out fine for now, but this was so bad. I, I really want to give it to Aris. We'll
2: like, just say a heavy dishonorable mention. Yeah,
1: heavy dishonorable mention to Aris, but it has to go to
2: shame. Yes, 100%. unfortunately.
1: Episode three Crazy Fights, Snake Dinner. So, Bruce joins Kasaya and immediately steps into the leadership role. Don't do that. If you're the new person, if it's not your beach, if you're new here, you do not do this. You know, just because you're the oldest person and you think you should be a leader. And maybe you are the most qualified, doesn't matter. Don't even do it when you're not the newest person. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, it's one thing if you have actual survival skills and Bruce seems to think he does. But again, this is the <laughs> worst time to jump into a leadership role. We
0: saw him break the flint. I mean, not, I'm not saying that that's emblematic of his uh, his outdoors experience and his survival ability, but... It can't be a good sign. It's not a great sign. He has
1: this filtered water idea where you filter water through t-shirts, dirty t-shirts, and it gets, like, 85% of the bacteria out. What about the other 15%, dude? Yeah, like, you should still probably boil it. Yeah, Courtney's like, nah, I don't know if this is a good idea. I've never heard this before.
0: And I'm like, yeah, Courtney, you might be right. <laughs> and that's, that's coming from me. <laughs> yeah. Bruce is such an enigma, isn't he? Because... He's- he gets to this tribe he immediately is leader, or makes himself leader, and everyone's okay with it because everyone else except Shane. Except Shane, uh, but everyone, you know, they're they're okay with it for the most part because they feel like they need some direction. But then later, we're gonna see him completely do a one eighty and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go work on a Zen garden. You guys have your own problems."
1: <laughs> oh, great! We got rid of a sane person and got in another lunatic. Just what Kasai needs. <laughs> How did all the lunatics end up on one tribe?
0: It's like, I don't even want to call them lunatics. I just think all of their quirks are catalysts for each other. It's so it, odd. It's the worst
1: possible combination of people.
0: Yeah, like, you know, Coke, good. Mentos, good. Together, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> can't drink
1: that. Over on Lamina, they're catching a ton of fish. Unfortunately, they're all puffer fish, which you can't eat
0: because they're super poisonous. Do it anyways. Okay. I hear if you filter a blowfish through a dirty t-shirt, oh, though, you can you can eat it. It, it gets like, 85% of the, the poison. <laughs>
1: Um, Terry's the only one who catches an edible fish. Yeah, a real Tom Wesman thing going on. <laughs> uh, Lamina ends up winning reward, again, thanks to Terry. And uh, they get to pick who they send to Exile Island. You pick the person who's been before, and that's Bruce. The, the goal here is you want to keep the idol, the possibilities where the idol could be as limited as possible. You send the one person who's been there before, you send Bruce back. It's cruel. Everybody else is like, wow, that was mean.
0: And, and they don't say that that's the reason. They they, they use this guys that uh, at the beginning of the challenge, Jeff was like, Bruce, how are you fitting in? And everyone was like, oh, well, he's the natural leader. He really brought us together. And so they're like, yeah, we're going to send him back because, he, you know, we want to cut the head off the snake. And that's a good reason, too. That's but it's just, just as good a reason. But I love the mathematical point where it's like, OK, now Misty or Bruce can have yeah. the idol no one else
1: it, it, it's almost like an incidental point it's definitely like it's a bone it's a nice bonus yeah. it just means that bruce was the right choice yeah yep. on every level yes so they send bruce back so good good for lamina
2: yeah and this is going to happen over and over again yeah. across the uh, the entire series when we have stuff like this and it's actually usually followed pretty well
1: yep this is the exile strategy keep the as few people going to exile as possible just so you keep it the, the idle possibilities limited yep so shane and courtney get into a big fight And, yep, Shane is a lunatic. I got to check.
0: I don't even remember what this fight was about. there's so many. He fights with Danielle and Courtney so many times. Is this the one? I think this is the one.
2: (laughs) You can't keep him straight. I can't keep him
1: straight. I think this is the one where Shane just starts yelling about how this this stump is his stump.
2: That sounds
0: right. And no
1: one else is allowed to sit on it. But if someone else wants, it, you can go get another one. But he just wants his, and this one's his. I just want, I just want mine. What? What? <laughs> what? That might be in a later episode, but it, it, I, I get the fights mixed up because there's so many.
0: I mean, this, this is we've already talked about this. I mean, this is Bubba sitting on the log around the fire, except uh, being Shane, he just dials it straight to eleven, and he's like, "I will cut you if you sit on my stump." <laughs>
1: Meanwhile, Lamina, Misty, she's uh, she wants to get in with the Kai, so she starts giving Austin and Nick massages to get, to get in uh, uh, in their good graces.
0: We have seen a survivor win using this strategy before. This was Amber. It oh, yeah. started like this. Use flirtation if you got it. So I love the move. She's doing it to two guys.
1: So I was getting raunchy up in here. <laughs> two massages. Oh, my God. Hey, final three. Final three. <laughs> <laughs> So we get a, a bag wrestling immunity challenge, uh, which is a really fun challenge. They got to dig up bags out of the sand and get back to the race, uh, get back to the mat. Really entertaining. But uh, the best part is, I think it's to win it. Ruth Marie has the bag and she's running back. She has got a huge head start, and Bob Dog is chasing her, who is just huge, and Ruth Marie is tiny. And you're like, oh no, what's gonna happen? Bob just just like grabs onto her shirt and just runs his direction. It just, like, steers her slightly onto well, his men. So. so,
0: I mean, really quickly about the mechanics of this game. Basically, you need to have one hand on the bag and then one other thing touching, like, the, the, the final, like, square. You're Yeah, you're, you're mat. And you're both trying to get back to, like, the same mat or whatever. And he
1: grabs her with a taketop top and just steers her gently away from her mat to, to his mat. Because, you know, you don't want to be throwing an old woman around. That's a bad look. No, he just, like, steers her gently because she's so tiny. She has go nowhere to go but to his mat instead. <laughs> so on Lamina, it's a toss-up between Misty and Ruth Marie. Everybody's a little bit more threatened by Misty because she's, like, a rocket scientist. And, you know, she seems pretty smart. Mm-hmm not the person i'd be getting rid of here because they're gonna go with five votes for misty two votes for ruth marie and misty and sally are the ones who vote for ruth marie so there's a couple of things i want to i think here ruth marie is definitely the weakest person in this tribe easy maybe they were trying to flush the idol by voting out misty
0: that's why i'm good with the move because sure. cause like if you've got your core which they had a very soft i think it was five put together right yeah and you're trying to decide okay who do we vote out next and misty's not in your five but she might have the idol Maybe force her to make the decision while there's still a lot of people in the tribe because then if she does decide to just go for somebody random, do it when you know who she's targeting, which is Ruth Marie. They were okay with Ruth Marie going home. So knock out Misty. At worst, you win the consolation prize and Ruth Marie goes home and you flush the idol. So... Targeting Misty for the majority alliance was 100% the right move, in my opinion. But I can still see why it might have been a better idea to go a different direction. Here's the thing. They don't say that in the episode. I hate the editing of this pre-merge. And I talked about this. We'll get more into it. And
1: so it it leaves me with a couple of questions. Was their goal to flush the idol? If that was their goal, they played it perfectly because they got Misty and Sally to vote for Ruth Marie. That's perfect. Like you said, Misty plays that or Ruth Marie's out. Otherwise, Misty's out. Because if there's no idol involved, Ruth Marie is the move, right? If there's no idols Sure. But now we're in a Super Idol world. So, yeah, I just don't know what their goal was because the show didn't tell us. And I think that's a flaw of the show.
0: Yeah, and and I don't want to say that Ruth Marie is entirely the best move because we did see that Ruth Marie and was it Dan, I think, had a pretty strong bond with one another. And and if you think that you can be loyal with that five, and I do think that your Ruth Marie is going to be kind of like your Karen from season 10, who's going to be that more loyal even if she's not like officially in your alliance kind of thing but definitely a good number certainly a better number than an engineer who's actively trying to manipulate and if austin's like yeah you're getting a little too flirtatious with me and i don't like being manipulated i I can see where misty is still the right move but i just think that there are so many factors built into it that it it has to be misty even though the edit is so subpar in in giving us that narrative a lot to be desired But that's the end of Misty. Derek, who do you got for best player? For best player, I had Austin, uh, just because on that tribe, he was in the best position for the whole episode and ultimately got to kind of choose his own adventure. And then because that tribe ended up going with Misty, you know, whether the edit gives it to us or not, she didn't have the idol. And even if she did have the idol, he was not the one going home. And I I could also give it to Nick here, but (laughs) Nick exists. (laughs) We never see Nick. (laughs) So... I have no choice but to give it to Austin. See, I'm going to go with Terry.
1: A lot of the same reasons, but Austin was in an alliance with Misty and Sally. Burned a bridge with Sally. Terry was not in that alliance, and he ended up getting Austin and Nick, squarely in his now. I don't know how much he was aware of what Misty was trying to pull him at. Maybe he was. But uh, now Austin and Nick are with Terry. He's got them now. Not only that, he caught the only fish they could eat, and he basically single-handedly won the immunity challenge. Plus, you know, credit to the entire Lamina Trap person Bruce to Exile Island. So I'm giving it to Terry.
0: Yeah, it seems like Terry's the right move here. Ryan just had a better argument. Sorry, Derek. Your argument is fine, but I always like to give it to someone who has more options and makes the right moves regardless. Fine. Fine? My argument was just fine. Yeah, it was just fine. All right, who'd you have for worst player? I had Shane for it being his stump, no one else's stump, and he just wants his stump, and he will kill you if you take his stump. I give it to Shane for being a nutcase and fighting with
2: Courtney, basically.
1: Yes.
0: I think I see a trend happening here. And and I will say, like, it's not good for Courtney to be involved in these fights either. But I will say the edit is very one-sided because Courtney's always like, Shane, I don't want to fight with you. Or actually, everyone is like, Shane, I don't really want to have this discussion. I don't want to fight. And Shane's like, no, we're fighting already. <laughs> this play is a it, fight. Play it out. We're I, fighting. I will fight for you against me if I have to. So. <laughs> Not great for Courtney to be involved in it, but it's Shane, so I have to give her the benefit of the doubt.
1: (laughs) Episode four, Starvation and Lunacy. And this is the point where Dan officially brings Ruth Marie into the Lamina Five Alliance. Yes. So she's fifth in the Alliance. And everyone else is okay with this. Dan tells everybody else, and they're all good. Ruth Marie's in. Over on Kasaya, Courtney, Danielle, and Bob Dog don't do a whole lot of work. So Aris and Shane get into a fight with them about it. And Sarisha's kind of sitting there with her head down.
0: (laughs) Smurdy fighting on Kasaya. What's new? Suri on Kasaya is kind of like Jim from The Office when the the, the camera cuts away, and then Jim just makes a face at the camera like, yeah, this is my life. I have to deal with this. Sympathize with me. That's very accurate. uh, And that's all of her confessional. She's just like, I'm just going to let all of these grenades go off around me, and hopefully, because they said I was going next, so all I can do is not stir things up, and maybe they'll forget about me. Yep. Great
1: move. Kasaya ends up winning reward. And they gotta send someone to exile. But Misty's been voted out. You gotta pick somebody new. It's unfortunate, but it's something you gotta do. In this case, I think the the right move is to just send the strongest person and try and weaken them. I think that's generally the yeah. a good school of thought to go with. They end up sending Terry,
0: which is the right move.
1: Terry finds the Super Idol.
0: Terry's got it. Super Idol is in Terry's pocket. So my winner pick, looking. Pretty safe for the moment. Yeah. I mean, he's guaranteed an extra tribal. Exactly. Yeah. You've got one gimme, and Unless it's good through, it the yeah, through the final four.
1: Yeah, good through the final four. is the last time you can use it. So Kasai ends up winning immunity, a very close one, and Sally was a beast in the challenge. It was absolutely, you know, Sally was the reason they were so close to winning. Um, so Was when,
0: this the water bucket one? Yeah,
1: balance beam. Yeah, yeah, balance beam and water buckets. Sally was just a beast. Um, so Lamina gets back to camp. It's like, well, now what do we do? Austin, Nick, and Terry are like, well... Should we get Ruth Marie? Because Sally was such a boss in that challenge. I'd feel bad voting her out. But Dan is like, hey, if we we don't vote out Sally and we get to the merge, she'll flip. She's gone. She's not one of our numbers. And he's got a point. Why would Sally stay loyal?
0: Given which people constitute the other tribe, I think it's way better of a plan to keep Ruth Marie. And then when a merge does come, maybe Ruth Marie can bring over, I don't know, Sari rather than Sally jumping ship to Courtney and Danielle just thinking about it from a demographic standpoint, I think the right move is a hundred percent to get rid of Sally. I agree. I don't understand.
1: I agree. I mean, yeah, she was a boss in the challenge. Sucks to suck.
2: Yeah, oh, you, so can't, I, you can't be short. So short-sighted to just only focus on the current challenge that someone performed well at that can happen in any challenge for whatever reason. Yep. So don't have that be your reason. A broken clock is right twice a day. Tribal council, four votes for Ruth Marie, two votes for Sally
1: or it's the wrong move. For best player, I had Sari for keeping her head down and sending Terry to Exile Island.
0: Yeah, I said Sari for building strong bonds and building a great reputation while other people are making fights and building animosity between one another. She's letting all the dominoes fall around her, the old Ethan play. And that's exactly the right Mm -hmm. move right now.
1: Worst player I had, Aris, he was involved in both fights that were happening in this episode. So, uh, yeah, he ended up getting into another fight later. That didn't matter. They just started always fighting. They're just assume there's always a fight happening on Kasaya, and Aris was just in both fights. This episode where Shane was only in one <laughs> So I gave it to
0: ours. Sure. And I actually fell on Austin this time uh, because when it really came down to who was driving the Ruth Marie vote, who was making the push for this wrong move, it seemed to be Austin and Nick, but Austin. And then he somehow convinced Terry to go along with it. I I don't remember if Dan even, did Dan end up voting for Ruth Marie? Um, Um, I, I I don't think he did. No, he did not. So Dan didn't go along with it, but obviously Austin convinced Terry and Nick that this was the right thing to do. It was the wrong thing to do, and I think it was more
2: wrong for Austin. Sure. So that was why I had him. And I'm going to side with Derek on this one. I think that just because I th- we all agreed that this was the wrong move, uh, I think worst player has to come from that group. Okay. Uh, so I'll side with Derek. I'm surprised that you guys didn't land on Terry for being the best player of the episode.
1: Because he made the wrong move to vote out. So,
2: yeah, the reason that I didn't... I, I had and, t- and even though he made the wrong move, because like, I understand that it's the wrong move, but... Man, it's a super idol. Like, uh, to me, that trumps that. So
0: he he found the super idol, but there is the stigma that he has now been to exile, and people know that he might have it. So whether he likes it or not, he has just drawn a bigger target on what was already a big target on his back. Especially moving further and further into this game. Um, I know that that doesn't have anything to do with best player of the episode, but uh, it was enough along with the wrong move to keep him from winning either reward.
1: And Suri's great.
0: And Suri Suri yeah. was really good.
2: Just know that I disagree with you guys. Fair enough. (laughs) Noted. Noted. Coming from the person who didn't watch the episode. (laughs) Noted. Noted. (laughs) It means everything. (laughs) Episode five, for
1: Cod's sake. I love this episode, title. And I love this episode. So Bruce builds a Zen garden on the beach. I remember this. (laughs) Instead of helping with the fire, and he and Aris get in a big fight about it. Classic.
0: So, like, is Shane just rubbing off on, like, you know, Harmony, Yogi, Aris? Aris is an alpha male. A control, alpha
1: male control freak. You know, he pretends to be this uh, hipster yogi. Uh, dude was a, a D1 basketball player. I was like,
2: I feel like he, like, had, like, a life change and, like, went from being, like, alpha jock guy to being, like, this more mellow, yogi guy. You know, like, I don't know
1: if, 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 if yoga, like, is a family thing. You know, because his brother, Vetus, who's going to play in a future season, is also a big yoga guy. Maybe it's something they that their parents taught them and they, that's just part of their life. But ours is an alpha male bro. Because, you know, D1 basketball player, dude's a control freak and he wants to be the leader of the tribe, even though I think he's like the youngest guy in the season.
0: He, he's the youngest guy in that tribe for sure. And he does make mention of that. Yeah,
1: You know, sometimes older people don't want to listen to the young
0: guys. Just like most of the time, we see the young guys not wanting to listen to the older people. People don't want to get told what to do. <laughs> yeah, the, this this grain runs in both directions. You know what? If Bruce wants to build his Zen garden, that's fine. You don't have to yell at him about it. Subtly throw him under the bus for building his Zen garden when the fire's not going. Yeah. That's a perfectly fine angle to attack this from. But another open forum fight on Kasaya. Like, <sighs> not great.
1: So Kasaya's going to win reward, which includes wine. And I do want to mention... Um, <laughs> They had won an earlier reward, which uh, gave them, like, a survivor bathroom, which included an outhouse. So Indeed. Wine plus outhouse equals something, which we'll get to. Uh, but they send Terry back to Exile Island, which is right the right move. Yeah, right move. So, Josiah's shelter floods. Part of it floods. So, Bobby and Bruce, they go see, oh, I don't think there's any room in the shelter for us. No room at the inn. And everybody else is like, no, there, there, there was room for you guys. You didn't look very hard. I don't know. Who knows who was right here? But the point is, Bruce and Bobby they go hang out in the outhouse, decide to sleep there for the night, and <laughs> they get drunk on the wine. They drink all
0: the wine. The two of them just chilling in the outhouse drinking wine. And they justify it by saying everyone else had a better bed. We slept in a like a crap building, literally, literally. So we get to drink the wine and sleep like crap. But everyone else, at least, they got like an okay night's sleep. I don't actually agree with this logic. In any respect, one, it's not your wine. Don't drink the wine. Never mess with the food, nope. especially on a starving tribe.
1: Especially on a starving tribe with people like Shane and Courtney and Danielle and yeah. Aris on it.
0: Yeah. Now, I, I will say they did eat a lot of sashimi on this day. Um, we we kind of glossed right over it, but they won like 100 pounds of fish. And 100 might be a little overestimation. <laughs> uh, Ar- Aris said that in a confessional. Like, oh. We've got like 100 pounds of fish. So Was he exaggerating? Yeah, I'm sure he was. But... Uh, It was raining so hard, and their fire was flooded, so they couldn't cook the fish, but it was going to go bad. So they end up just, like, flaying it and just eating the raw fish, and Sri's like, I'm going (laughs) to die. So, I mean, I guess at least they weren't hungry, but it it was just, this was a mess. Classic Kasaya. Yep. And
1: so the next morning, the wine's gone, so Courtney confronts Bobby about it, and Bob Dog's like, you know what? I'm sorry I, I drank everyone else's wine, but I'm not sorry I deprived you of wine. I'm, I'm glad I drank your wine. <laughs> Dude, I love Bob Dog so much.
0: <laughs> Terrible survivor.
1: Player. Terrible and he, survivor.
0: And he articulates it exactly like, it so well, he's like, I'm sorry I deprived everyone else of wine, but I'm not sorry that I deprived you of wine. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. And I... My favorite moment from this whole sequence is like Sari going up to the outhouse, not knowing where Bruce was, just opening the door, just seeing him asleep on the toilet with the empty bottle of wine by his legs. And she's just like, what the? Just shuts the
2: door, turns around, like looks at the camera. What?
0: I I wish Bob Dog
1: had still been in there too. I think that would have made it even better. Just like close the door. (laughs)
0: It was like a Grandpa Abe Simpson just walking in with his hat and then turning <laughs> in a corner and grabbing his hat walking right out the yep.
1: door. God, I love Kasaya so much. One of my favorite tribes. This was a great moment. So Lamina ends up winning immunity. So f- yes, we're getting more Kasaya screen time because who cares about Lamina? So for some reason Shane wants Bob Dog out. He thinks Bobby will flip the second they get to emerge. To be fair, he's hundred percent right, because Bob Dog and Bruce they'd been talking and they, they make an alliance, by the way. And Bob Dog's like, yeah, the second we merge, I'm flipping, I'm going to the other side I'm sick of all of these loses. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: Shane, for all his flaws, has the hundred percent correct read on this.
2: Yeah.
1: He knows Bob Dog wants to flip. Aris wants Bruce out, I'm assuming just because he clashes with Bruce and doesn't want to do that anymore and wants someone he can control.
0: I mean, if what you're saying about him being Alpha is true, it would make sense to get rid of the only other Alpha on the tribe. Shane's an Alpha, but he's like a lone wolf Alpha. Like, yeah. He just does his own thing. Yeah, he's like that crazy wolf, and he runs
1: with you just fine, sort of, but he's also crazy, but he runs with you, so he's okay. Um,
2: uh, there could be also be implications of the idol still here, too. Yeah, and it, it could be a thing where it's like, yeah, it's
1: a the idol. So Shane, he doesn't like this, but he's like... I'm going to get Bob Dogg to swear allegiance with me. We'll, we'll swear to not vote for each other. We'll, we'll swear on my son. Bob Dog is going to swear on Shane's son. <laughs> Logic. Okay, sure. I, you know, I'll swear on your kid. Sure. <laughs> all right. I've never met him, but sure. Granted, Shane might murder you, so you're playing with fire here. But, you know, good for Bob Dogg for swearing <laughs> Shane's kid. Yeah, that's the right move. Say yes. Say yes. So Shane's like, all right, we're good. Meanwhile, Courtney and Danielle have decided Aris is trying to make a power play to knock Bruce out. We should get rid of Bob Dog instead. Courtney and Danielle, they go to Ceri and they're like, hey, let's get rid of Bob Dog instead. Okay. And they go
0: to Shane. Meanwhile, Ceri is just happy that it's yeah. not her. She's just like, come to me with whatever you I'm want. I'm down. <laughs> as long Pulling as they basically. Yeah, the, the old
1: Sandra move. And then they go to Shane. He's like, well, why didn't you tell me that half an hour ago before I gave my
0: word to Bob Dog? And, and, and Ryan is getting very animated. No, this is still about what it was. Because they're like, we're thinking we want to get rid of Bob Dog instead. And Shane's like, are you kidding me? I already swore on my kid. I made him swear on my kid. <laughs> I'm not voting for him. Gosh, classic women can't decide anything. Oh, no, Shane, stop. Stop. <laughs> It sounds bad. My opinion on Shane changed exactly zero from this interaction because, I mean, we already kind of understood how he felt. But it's just like, why is no one talking about getting rid of Shane? This might be the time. This might be the th- like. This is the time.
1: I don't even know if he gets a vote in this Tribal Council.
0: I don't think he does.
1: Uh, let me, let me, because, it, yeah, it's, and it's an insane vote. Shane does not get a vote in this tri- uh, Tribal Council. So, like, I want to go
0: back and explain, like, to his credit. Shane is making it very clear if he swears on his kid to you, he's not going to break his word. That is a great tool or a great piece of information to know about somebody. And maybe that's why they're like, yeah, we're going to keep putting up with you for as long as you've sworn on your kid. But, man, you got to start thinking. You got to have second thoughts now.
1: Okay, so this is going to get wild, this tribal council, because... The votes are, it's, it's, a, it's a scattershot all over the place. Like four different people get votes. Yes. And there's only seven people in this tribe. So bear <laughs> with me. All right. So the girls, Courtney, Danielle, and Saree, they all vote for Bob Dog. Aris and Bobby both vote for Bruce, even though Bob Dog has an alliance with Bruce. I don't know why he's going after Bruce, but whatever. Shane decides to throw a vote on Aris because he just wants to make his vote disappear. And he's just like, I'm just going to vote for someone who's not even being talked about. Here's a vote for Aris. Bruce votes for Courtney for some reason. We've no idea why and received exactly 0 edit about it. So, seven votes are cast. Bob Dog gets 3 and goes home. He gets a, not he doesn't even get a majority of the votes. He gets a plurality of the votes. Yes. <laughs> that hasn't happened since Gretchen was voted out in season 1, I think. This vote is nuts. This is why we need ranked choice voting in Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at the Bob Dog vote because he's probably the one who's most likely to flip, you know, get rid of that disloyal personality here, even though he's he's decent at the challenges so the move itself is not bad how we got here is insane <laughs> this was not an intentional split vote this is not like an alliance splitting their votes to it this is just chaos this is yes. just incompetence yeah this is kasaya the okay. only person here who's not incompetent is sari and
0: she's just happy to be
1: here <laughs> she's
2: like <laughs> it's not me <laughs>
1: praying for a merge. so bob dog goes home which is too bad because i love bob dog me too he's fun uh, too soon.
0: And for the record, he was a beast at chopping the heads off those yep. fish. And the Like, Bruce couldn't do it, and Bob Dog was just one shot. One he, hit. he was a one-hit wonder he, with he, that. He caught up to Terry. Yeah. Terry was, you know, the, the, the guy. He's the Tom. Nope. Not at that challenge.
1: <sighs> Bob Dog Gone too soon. Gone too soon. Derek, who do you have for best player?
0: I have Sari for remaining under the radar, and everyone keeps putting her in a better spot. And now she's actually got some power because she's building a bond, especially with the women on this tribe. Well, everything else is just kind of falling apart around her. So it's very rare that I'm going to give someone best player based on kind of a between the lines social edit, but Sari gets it for me anyway. Agreed completely. Same. How about worst player? <laughs> Shane. I think there's an argument here for Bruce and I, and I want to acknowledge it because I mean, Shane's always a hothead and is just not good at the social game survivor, but, Bruce went into the outhouse and participated in the drinking of other people's wine. Bob Dog ended up taking the heat, but I think Bruce ended up taking some heat at Tribal Council from Aris yep. about this whole thing, but he seems to have skirted it pretty well. So, I mean, that's yep. to his credit, but still not a good look. Don't be messing with other people's food. At Tribal
1: Council, Bruce did apologize, and he seemed to reconcile with Aris a little bit at Tribal. Sure. But I'm actually going to give it to Aris. For the fight with Bruce at the beginning, he's trying so hard to be alpha and direct the vote that everybody can clearly see he what he's doing, everyone decides to turn against him, even though they're in an alliance with him. He's completely left out. Shane was at least in the loop for what was happening and just had to throw his vote away, but he knew Bob Dog was going. Ooh, you guys made this one tough. Yeah, Kasaya made this one tough.
2: You know, in the, in the end, I'm going to go with Shane just because it was not his choosing to go with this vote. He originally was planning on swearing with with Bobby, right? Mm -hmm. So because he was basically forced to flip, I'm actually going to put it on Shane
0: here. And also he did throw a vote on Aris, which can only make things worse for him going forward. Possibly. We've seen we've seen weirder. Yeah. Didn't come up in the next
1: episode. No, it did not. Because we're going to do other things in this next episode. Uh, Episode six, Salvation and Desertion, this last episode of the pre-merge, Shane wakes everyone up in the middle of the night to yell at Danielle. (laughs) And... And why and say the plan was terrible bruce should have gone home not bob dog bruce is right there bruce is in the shelter yes and saying she's just like yelling at danielle in the middle of the night in the shelter why i know bruce is here i don't care he's a man he can handle it and courtney missed all this because she slept down by the
0: fire or something so she yeah. wasn't here but everybody else is just like why is this happening? And Danielle was like, Shane, if you still feel this way in the morning, we can have another discussion. Shane's like, no, we're having this discussion now. <laughs> <laughs> like, ours has got, like, you know, a woman under each arm, and he's just like, oh,
2: my God, I can't even. I'm just right trying <laughs> to enjoy my time on this beach, man.
1: <laughs> so the next day, Sari fills in Courtney on everything that happened, and then the two of them and Danielle are like, hey, you want to vote on Shane?
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. Fair. <laughs>
1: It's time to consider that. It is time. Oh. Should have happened three votes ago. And it gets even worse, because Shane's going to come up to them and be like, Courtney, Danielle, I want you to release me from the alliance I made with you. Release me from the promise I made, because he swore on his son. And I, he's like, I can't turn on you unless you release me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't release <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah, this is a real... Hostage. Uh, like, <laughs> this is a real Pippin Lord Denethor <laughs> thing. Like, no, do not release Took from your service. He might kill you. <laughs> Like, if someone's like, please let me leave the Alliance, no. Like, how about about no? He promised. But, uh, and then Aris is like, yeah, I don't
1: want to work with Shane anymore either, but I'm not going to tell anyone that. (laughs) Probably smart.
0: That is the right thing to do. It's the best
1: thing Aris has done this entire pre-march.
0: Keep his mouth shut.
1: (laughs) For the one time he's done it. (laughs) So at the challenge, it's a big twist. One person from the losing tribe is going to be sent to Exile Island but they are not going to Tribal Council. They get to skip Tribal Council. They can't get voted out. They can't vote either. So it's a big, big challenge. Dan and Sally do the puzzle and blow it. They they completely fall apart and Kisaya wins. And they send the only woman on Lamina left standing, Sally, to Exile Island because she was going home. Perfect move for Kisaya. Sally was the obvious boot. Now she's safe, not going anywhere. Now one of the four Lamina guys has to go. Great move.
0: Mm -hmm. And plus, if a merge is coming soon, that's a real great bait to get Sally to come over to you. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and you don't know for sure what's going on over there, but I mean, she's the only woman left, and she's the only—well, it doesn't really matter because it's just wrapped into it. But the only person from the young woman's tribe left over there.
1: Yep, because I get to go and reward for this, and they get to go to a village and like just enjoy like a feast and hang out with the villagers. Shane finally gets himself a cigarette bums one off one of the villagers
0: and like get yourself a spouse that looks at you the same way that shane looked at that cigarette <laughs> he,
2: i i i definitely remember this by the way just because it was just i was just amazed that he was able to do it i was just like, like how how did this happen you know <laughs>
0: addicts find a way you can <laughs> strand it on an island off of the coast of panama and you really want a cigarette. We've globalized to the point where you will
1: get a cigarette. It's really funny you say that because I
0: believe it was the season where a couple bricks
1: of cocaine washed ashore on one day, and it doesn't make the show, but because uh, production took them and like uh, turned them in. But yeah, just a couple of random bricks of cocaine washed ashore on Casada at one point.
0: Yeah, well, not before Shane snorted. I, was like, I could see them. Shane just being like, well, whoa, Shane whoa, whoa, and ours were the ones who found it.
2: <laughs> um, no,
0: don't do not tell them. <laughs>
2: Give me three minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why should've... is this cocaine brick half gone?
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um,
1: but to Shane's credit, he does sincerely apologize to Danielle, and he says, "Hey, I don't know any of these people anything, but I owe you a favor because I treated you poorly, and I'm sorry."
0: And huh. then, and then Danielle was like, "Oh, you're just my crazy boy.
2: How? This I'm... is this is a toxic relationship oh,
0: here. Oh, oh. <laughs> so many red flags. Everybody on this tribe has such thick skin, like." I feel like Shane accidentally did everybody on this tribe a massive favor by just hardening them to the the realities of...
1: They've gone through the worst to Survivor already. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the elements you have to deal with this. Shane, once you get used to him, you're fine. (laughs) So over on Lamina, Austin convinces Terry that Dan should be the one to go because he's just physically the weakest and he did below the challenge. Austin and Nick are not going to turn on each other. Nick's on this season, just a reminder. (laughs) Nick is here. And really, and Dan wants to, you know, get rid of Austin and and go to a 2-2, assume it would be fire making. Sure, yep. And so it's really Terry's the swing vote. And ultimately, uh, Terry decides Dan should be the one to go and he tells Dan to his face. Um, like, Hey, you're going. And so it's not even suspenseful. we just go to tribal council and the whole thing is like how, about how great Dan is. And then we vote out Dan, three votes Dan,
0: one vote Austin. And that's, that, that really is pretty cut and dry. Um, and, and Dan, honestly, he took it pretty well too. He's like, you know, I've lived a really good life. I really wish that this wasn't the situation, but if someone has to pay for us losing that challenge, one of them is immune because she's on exile and the other one is here. He takes it with about as much grace, but without like a giving up. He's like, no, I don't want to go home. Yeah.
1: I get it, but I don't want it to happen. I I pitched to Terry, hey, how about a 2v2? Um, Mm -hmm. And maybe we go to fire making. Now, the question for for me is, should
2: Terry have done that? Do you try and keep your closest ally in the game and just do a fire making challenge? It's hard because from what it sounds like is we got nothing over at Lamina. So it's really hard to tell how good his alliance would be once they would actually come to a merge with Austin and Nick. If it's... If you're even questioning it a little bit, I would say put it into a tie. What can it hurt? But if you think that you are basically just as solid with the other two as you are with Dan, and it's more a core group of four, then I say that you can side with the young guys here. I I don't know if it
0: was a great idea for Terry to get rid of Dan. I I don't. I don't hate the move for Terry to flip take out Dan. I wouldn't have hated if he made a tie. Either. And and one and one point that I forgot to make, I. I wonder if Terry was like, you know, we're coming in to emerge soon. We don't know when, but soon. I am a big, strong guy. Maybe he wanted to keep the other big, young, strong guys around as a version of the meat shield, even if he is clearly the Tom Westman of the season. But at least you have that argument to make where someone's like, you're going to win all the individual immunities. You could be like Austin and... Nick, Nick. They're, they're Nick, young bucks. Right? You're, you're Nick, right? His name's Nick, right? Right. His name's Nick. They're here. Look at them.
2: Don't vote me out because of my physical ability while they stand. Yeah. If that was his reasoning, that's actually a really solid reasoning, and I would I would completely agree with totally. it. And and that basically would end up being your tiebreaker, I think, if you think that you're pretty close, just like closeness-wise with those guys. And it seems like it. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I'm not mad about it. It's the end of our winner pick though, which we'll get to in a second. Yep. Best player. I'm going to give it to Sheree for getting Courtney and Danielle together against Shane. She and Bruce won the puzzle portion of the immunity challenge to win immunity and then the choice to send Sally to exile. So I'm going to give it to
0: Sheree. 100%. I did also give a nod to Terry because I do think he made the right decision. And for some reason, no one's targeting him despite the fact that he might be Tom Westman with a super idol. Sure. And that deserves credit as well.
1: Uh, worst player is shane for losing his mind waking everyone up in the middle of the night and asking to be released from the alliance
0: that's the big thing for me you've asked their permission to not work with them anymore it was like hey excuse me this is the reverse thing of like i'm not fired i quit he's like i don't quit
2: you fired me because <laughs> logic
0: So
1: that's the end of the pre-merge. This is normally at this point of the game or this point of the season, this is where we would talk about who we would change our winner picks to if we could at the pre-merge. The good news is Josh and I can both do it for real. Hooray! So we're going to go first because we have to make our picks first. So, Josh,
2: do you remember who your new winner pick was after Dan got it out? I don't, but I think that I can make a pretty safe assumption here that it wasn't Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. One, I absolutely hated him at this time uh, when I was actually watching it. And two, I, I was—I feel like I would have been pretty honed in to uh, Terry here. He has the idol. Yeah, that could be used as a target, but it's a super idol. So I think that that could prove to be more of an advantage than a disadvantage to him we just saw Tom win in a previous season so it's not like this is it's a it's a far-fetched idea that he could make it to the end and he could win really all he has to do is make it to probably final four or five with that idol and he's good to go I'm gonna stick with Terry here I think that's a fair pick he would be my second choice this point in the season
1: my thoughts are Kasai is insane there's no way they're sticking together Lamina not Sally who's Nick leaves Terry and Austin, Austin's gotten a ton of screen time. Every time we go to Lamina, it's 90% of the time it's Austin talking to us. He's gotten a huge edit for being pretty boring. So I would have got, when I was a kid, I went to Austin just because we knew him the most and he wasn't a lunatic. So my pick was Austin. I stand by it. I definitely would consider Terry. It's just, you know, he's such a beast that I figured he he wouldn't last that long going into the merge, even with the idol and uh, Austin just seems like the safer pick. So I would've gone with Austin. Austin's my new
2: choice. If I wouldn't have picked Terry, Austin was my number two. Derek, you're stuck with Terry. You, I'm stuck with Terry, indeed. Um, so, but if you could, would you stick with Terry or would you pick somebody else? I
0: So one person that we're not even discussing, uh, Suri. Sure. Um, I'm not saying that I would switch to Suri. I think that because of, of the way that this particular merge dynamic is coming together, sticking with Terry, I'm just gonna roll with my original pick and, and I would stick with Terry. But if I were to switch, it would be to Sari because I genuinely believe that when they merge, I think that Sally can jump ship to go with the ladies. And I do think that there is a strong argument to pull in either Aris and Shane even because even though Shane kind of like was like, I don't want to be in an alliance with you. He did kind of go back and have a good conversation with Aris and Danielle. There's a lot of paths to victory for Suri now, especially now that the whole game is going to get turned upside down. And her edit has been nothing but positive. So a lot of that would be edit-related for me. And that's why, ultimately, based on where everything is, I'm going to stick with Terry and I'm comfortable with it. But we need to talk about Sari. Yep,
1: yeah. uh, which is, leads me to Best Player of the Pre-Merge. It's Siri.
0: Oh, I, I agree, hands down. She's the only one that I, I believe does not make a mistake.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking back at all the best players I gave out. And she wins for four out of the six episodes. I gave one to Austin and I gave one to Terry. Yeah. Uh, but all, the other four all went to Sari.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, well-deserved. Because, I mean, even the even though we said, like, maybe Tina shouldn't have been the first one to go home, it was either Tina or Sari on paper anyway. Ceri made it not her. And Sari made it not her. And then ended up on a a, a a tribe that had great animosity and said she was going next, and then she never went. She is a masterful social player, and it's one of the few times that that really comes through in the yep. edit. Because everyone else on her tribe is a lunatic.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it goes all the way back to the first episode, too. I would agree with you guys that, that it's a re. Worst player of the pre-merge is Shane. <laughs> I was going to say, and I think I'm going to agree with you guys on this one, too.
1: And again, I gave him worst player for three out of the six episodes. I, I gave it two to Aris and one to Melinda. And uh, honestly, w- at least one of those could have also been Shane.
2: Sure,
0: sure. <laughs> what a complete psycho. Enough said. <laughs> you know... Because I like to spit hot takes, I do think that it's impossible for Shane to win this game.
1: Yeah, at this point in the game, I'd say Shane is is the least likely to win.
0: Now, I know that I immediately ate my words with that on, on Season 11 because Jamie had such a heel turn that the edit wasn't showing us. But I really don't think that there's something that the edit's not showing us where
2: someone's worse than Shane. Now, now here's the thing is, yes, I don't like those statements just in general, but I actually really don't like them in the pre-merge because... Right. He hasn't even met most of the like the rest of that other tribe other than Terry. Uh, Yeah, he hasn't missed Austin. He hasn't met Austin. He hasn't met Nick. He hasn't missed Sally. So So if you're thinking about like can't win, I actually started associating that with losing jury votes as well. And if you haven't met three of the people on the other tribe, they still have fresh impressions of you. Sure. Uh, Now that can get tainted in two seconds with Shane, but (laughs) there's still the possibility.
1: Yeah, I typically don't like the can't wins until we merge. I usually, I start making that after the first merge vote. But the person who's least likely to win is Shane. Oh,
2: least likely. I think that is a fair a fair uh, statement. You know,
1: I don't want to say can't win specifically until we get a little further.
0: <laughs> if we're handing out superlatives, he's not only worst player, he is least likely to win yep. season 12 of Survivor of the remaining cast. But
1: worst player of the pre-merge, pretty handily, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I still want to give out a dishonorable mention to R.S. Fair, absolutely I, fair. He had a, man, the lights are off and he kicked his shin on every piece of furniture. <laughs> I don't understand why you would like hop in a hole with someone else and just start digging alongside with them. So doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's still clearly Shane.
1: So as we we wrap up the pre-merge of season 12, do uh, you guys have any other thoughts you want to talk about so far going into the merge?
0: Mine is a little bit more on, n- not the meta, but the edit specifically. I remember the the, the first thing that I, and this was before we started recording, I said, I really didn't like the edit of the pre-merge because there was so much going on on the island that we never really learned anything about these people. Sure. Like Dan, he was an astronaut. That's what we knew about him. Terry is a pilot and he's strong. Cool. And he has a super idol. Cool. That's what we know. Nick exists. <laughs> Does he? I, I didn't even know that Austin was a writer. Like, because most of what he was narrating was just game stuff. We know that Shane, he used to smoke, still would like to, but we don't really know anything about any of these people. So the editing is very focused on the now, and it's so different from all the other seasons of Survivor. And I'm realizing I'm missing that human element because it, this is just a fireworks show. That isn't really going to change going forward
1: we've gotten away from that early we really get to know them as people at it that never really fully comes back so you're gonna be missing it forever sure
0: i just i thought it was pretty jarring coming from season 11 where i felt like we had some pretty well-developed characters by we
2: by the time we got to the end so well and i think that also like leads into like i think Brian actually mentioned it last podcast for the last season that we were Essentially, officially out of Old School Survivor. That's, that's one part gameplay, but also another part just how the producers are editing and arranging the show. They show people differently. They don't want to be as predictable, probably. With different twists in the game, you need to always, hopefully, keep the audience on their toes and not have it be super predictable. Uh, so I see that as a good thing. Yes, you miss a little like, a little bit of those human elements and gain to know people in the pre-merge, but hopefully it's not just completely lost.
1: Agreed, uh, but I do agree with Derek that it, we definitely lose it big time here, but I love Kasaya so much, I don't really care, but it, we definitely feel it on Lamina, because Lamina sucks.
2: And this cast definitely doesn't help
0: that that part.
2: Yeah. There's just so much going on. How about
0: the weather report? Anything notable you want to talk about with the weather? When it rains, it pours, and it rained a lot. The other big thing is, I think Exile Island would have been absolutely miserable because they were basically sleeping under like pieces of bark pulled off of trees. But otherwise, it it didn't seem bad in, in terms of bugs. I think we they don't really talk about it a lot. We do know was it Lamina that was basically starving. Sure, yeah. Um, so I mean, I guess that was a little bit more difficult. But in general, this seems like uh, average. Old school era survivor, you know, not too bad, but we're not talking like uh, Guatemala or Africa levels.
1: If you remember, um, survivor all stars was, uh, you know, this was in Panama, was in well. Panama, yep. And not seven was in the exact Panama. same location, right? But in Panama, and this is filmed at the same time of year all stars was. So, remember, all stars had pretty rough, rough weather. Panama is similar, at the same time of year, so probably not as bad as all stars, but in the same vein,
0: sure. So, yeah, when the rain comes, the rain is bad. Because so you remember, Pearl Islands in season seven was not bad. Right, because it was not the rainy season yeah, in Panama. So, sure that's not helping Shane out either.
1: <laughs> Definitely not. Um, so last thing we talked about before we wrap things up is, uh, Josh, uh, you are a memorability consultant. You picked the most memorable moment of the season. We're, we're halfway through. We're done with the pre-merge. What is the, the the front runner so far of the pre-merge? What is the most memorable moment of the season in your eyes?
2: So I think that there's a couple that come up. There actually isn't anything like when you just mention the season that stands out as like a specific moment uh, when we were talking. Some of the cool ones uh, that I remember is the the wine in the outhouse and the uh, the Zen garden <laughs> and, and all that. Um, <laughs> Shane finding uh, his random cigarette that he's able to bum off someone.
1: Oh, and we we never did mention um, that Bruce builds that sh- uh, Zen garden and then Courtney starts doing yoga in the middle of it when he's <laughs> like not even done. Disrespects the Zen garden. <laughs> Are there any nominations? My nomination is The Outhouse.
0: I think everything with that morning after in The Outhouse is the thing that I would remember. I do guarantee you I will remember this season for Shane Powers, though, based on what I've seen. And that's not an event. That is just a character.
2: And that's why I kind of want to take a little bit more of unconventional approach with this memory, uh, just because Shane is the one person that I think of okay. when I think of this season. And I just look at the cast. Yes, there's people who stand out that are memorable to me, but... He is the one, and it is his personality that has dominated most of this conversation during the podcast. And he is the one person, even if it's because I hate him, that he is the first thing that comes to mind when I think of this season. It's a little unconventional because it's not just a specific moment, but I would like to just make it Shane Powers. Fair. <laughs> okay. That's fine. And it, this is your segment. But I would ask,
1: what is so far, what is your favorite Shane moment or like the most memorable Shane moment we've seen so <laughs> far? Uh, you can give it to Shane as a whole, but I just want to know, like, what's peak Shane here so far?
0: <laughs> peak Shane <powers.
2: laughs> Um, I think I would do the the bumming of the cigarette just because all the argument side of it all kind of mesh together into one and one doesn't stand above the rest out of all of them. <laughs> we literally so... didn't know what he was arguing about at
0: given point. <laughs>
2: Uh, so I think I would take the one random moment that isn't him arguing and go with somehow finding a cigarette to bum off a local. That That's my honorable
1: mention overall. I, I do want to throw out another honorable mention specifically with Shane is where he's sitting on the stump and yelling about how it's his stump and no one else's <laughs> or something.
0: Yeah. Just like, what? <laughs> classic shane
2: so yeah shane powers uh as much as i don't like it like (laughs) i you can't ignore him impossible
1: so that about wraps things up here you can follow us on twitter at CastawayPod. go ahead and give us ratings and reviews five star reviews we love them yeah please help us out thank you uh does anyone have anything else to add
0: no i'm really excited excited to go post merge on this thing yeah
1: (laughs) all right this has been the castaway consultants got nothing else for you good night